Hi everyone, I'm Madeline Park, stylist and vintage fashion hound. I believe everything has a story, whether it be clothes or the people that wear them. Currently our stories may be warped by a world pandemic, but I want to focus on what we can control. So this is Style at Home, a bonus mini-series following season one of Style Stories. I sit in my closet with older new peers and discover how they dress in isolation. Together we address their style at home. Today I'm chatting with Melissa Singer, National Fashion Editor for the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age. Melissa likes to keep things real as her role requires her to report on fashion amidst a platform of health, education and political news. While Melissa's job allows her to throw light to the shade, she can't help but get a little political about style at home. Hello. Hi, Madeline. How are you? Good. Melissa, how are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks for um, joining me today. My pleasure. Uh, I've got to say, it's a little bit intimidating um, interviewing someone who normally has all the questions. Uh, how does it feel for someone else to interview you for a change? I feel very relaxed, actually. Yeah. Um, I still, even though I've been a journalist for 20 years, I still get a little bit nervous before I interview certain people. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can empathise and uh, you shouldn't feel nervous at all because we all... You know, I think a bit of a bit of nervousness is a sign that we care yeah. and that we want to do a good job. So I always encourage a little bit of nervousness and a bit of adrenaline, and then I also very much encourage a reward once you've got through a tough interview, like a piece of chocolate. I agree. I um, <laughs> especially given like we're going into Easter weekend, um, and whether we exactly. celebrate Easter or not, I think. Uh, Given the days are just merging into each other, I think it might be a little kind of feeling like a long weekend, like beginning of long weekend drink at the end of today, I think is in order. You, I think you... that's a fine idea. I think that's a fine idea. I think everyone should do their Zoom fitness class. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, slip on maybe a, a little, a little, maybe not a party dress. I'm, I'm not really. I'm not really getting into the whole get dressed up at home thing, um, right. but I am. I am into the you know add a little touch of glam sort yeah. of thing. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you got any plans for the weekend? Um, not a whole lot. I want to do some reading. I feel like my reading has lapsed a little bit in the past week or so. Uh, I've been, it's, it's amazing how full my days have been, I have to say. <laughs> I, I understand. I'm finding a lot of jobs to do and yeah. I'm also cooking a lot so that takes time and uh, and doing a lot of home fitness and um, long walks with the dog. So, yeah, no, no grand plans. A couple of uh, virtual catch-ups with friends, I'm sure. Yeah, nice. So you're normal job as fashion editor of Sydney Morning Herald and The Age is a very public role in that um, you have a lot of events that you would attend and, you know, you're you're publicly facing high-profile people. Um, how does that normally impact how you get dressed for work each day? It's a really good question. 
I normally get dressed for whatever my day holds, but I also reserve the right to do an outfit change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't always. I, if I can be really organised, I sometimes will go to work in what I plan to wear to an event, so long as it's not a black tie event or an event that has, you know, a dress code where I want to wear something that perhaps if I wore it to the office, it would be too distracting for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I, I am quite fine with going to the office in a ball skirt, but I know that I don't want to draw undue attention to myself when everyone's there trying to do their work. So occasionally I do it just for laughs, but um, they they do also have they've also learned to ignore me you know when I walk <laughs> in wearing a, a tutu or wearing pajamas or you know whatever it is like, yeah oh, it's just Mel she's a fashion editor um, it's a lot easier now in my office because I sit with uh, the more lifestyle team sort of people so I sit near food and entertainment whereas in our old building a couple of years ago I used to sit with you know, health, education and great people. But, you know, they'd be sitting there talking about, you know, the latest crisis in their round and I'd be asking somebody, you know, which colours were in for this season and it was a little bit jarring at times. Well, I always I always come back to the fact that, you know, often my work uh, can, you know, bring some light uh, when, there's, when there's a lot of darkness and I'm yeah. finding, I'm really finding that at the moment. But yeah. I think in some ways, uh, I'm, I'm finding navigating this strange space, being a fashion editor, even more challenging than mm -hmm. perhaps some of my colleagues because my colleagues, they know exactly what they have to write and what they have to do. It's it's there in front of them. I think for me it's very much become a bit of a balancing act between, you know, writing about the really important stuff that's going on in the industry and obviously the industry is getting completely smashed uh, from a business point of view uh, also giving people ideas and practical advice for how to dress for this new lifestyle that we've all been thrust into, mm. but also being sensitive to the fact that, you know, a lot of people don't have money to go and buy new clothes at the moment. So I feel like a juggler at the circus that's, you know, got quite a few balls in the air and I'm trying not to let any one of them drop. Um, yeah. So it's it's stressful, but it's great that I've got, you know, good people around me who I can go to for advice and throw ideas, you know, off and um, and also the fact that, you know, um, working somewhere like the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, you know, we always come back to, um, you know, making sure that we're writing for our readers and we're making sure that, you know, we're doing something that, you know, sort of upholds you know, the history of, of, of the, and the integrity of the place that we're working. So it's, you know, it's fashion with purpose at the moment, I suppose. And, and uh, you know, a lot of my job at the moment is really filtering out a lot of the noise and just really trying to get to the stories that, that are actually important. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you, um, actually, you've jumped straight into it, but I was going to ask you if everything that you're doing at the moment has to have a, a, a coronavirus twist or are you able to like do you feel like you're able to offer a, a, just a complete departure for people yeah it's a tough one I think at the moment a complete departure is probably seen as not reading the room quite right yeah, yeah. so I think it's you know for me it's 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 that balance between um you know you, you can't you can't be doom and gloom 
all the time and it would be easy to. I could write every single day about an, a fashion brand that's struggling and my my heart really does go out to all of them and, and obviously mm. you, you do this job for long enough and, and some of these people become your friends as well as your contacts. And to see it, to see it, you know, massively impact not only the the fashion, the the, the public facing side of, of the industry, which is your designers, your retail stores, but also the people who work behind the scenes, the publicists, the creatives, the art directors, the photographers, all those people. Um, it's it's quite heartbreaking. And so I, you know, I feel very privileged that I still have First of all, that I still have a job. Second yeah. of all, that I have a job that allows me to talk about some of the issues uh, that that the industry is facing. And uh, it's great that we're talking today because um, it coincides with the launch of this amazing We Wear Australian campaign, which, again, is trying to navigate that tricky space between asking people to support Australian designers but also being very cognizant of the fact that not everybody has a couple of hundred dollars to drop on clothes right at this time. So yeah. what would you say is like the the most hopeful piece of news that you've kind of reported on in the last month or so? Oh, in the last month. Look, I, I just think there's there's been a real groundswell of unity in the industry. I think a lot of the time brands can sit in their own bubble and I know that everyone's trying to survive and thrive and, you know, retain their market share and get into those overseas markets, which is critical to Australian brands being successful because Australia is so small. But what I've really seen through both the bushfires and seeing right now is that there is so much value to be drawn from working together. And that can be you know, on the practical side, that can be joining together to increase buying power on certain things, whether it's fabric, whether it's packaging materials, so that small brands are able to offer those sustainable packaging solutions that perhaps they wouldn't have the buying power to do on their own. Um, and also just the conversations around the issues that are facing the industry. I think some really serious questions are being asked about fashion from within fashion. Uh, at mm. the moment, at a, at a global scale, you know, we're, the you know the forced cancellation of things like Fashion Week, uh, the forced cancellation of of some some brands aren't going to be able to produce as many ranges, and I think it's forcing us to ask questions about, well, hang on, how did we get to that point, and is that actually the desirable place that we want to be, or is it just the place that we got to because we kept running and we kept pushing mm. and we kept saying more, 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 and, and also feeding back to people and consumers that that was what they needed. What's really great about the time that we're in right now, not to obviously trivialise the horrendous health crisis that we're in, but that it is forcing a lot of industries to take a really harsh look at themselves. And I, I really, really, really hope that some of the, the positive changes that we're already seeing or the potential for positive change that we're already seeing will eventuate and not only eventuate but that it will stick because I know that people are talking about, you know, I can't wait till I can go out again and, you know, I'm, you know, I, I just, I talk to people and I'm really looking forward to going out again but I'm also nervous about the potential for a frenzy at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> 
and and I'm, I'm worried about like a, a mass orgy, like you know, people just <laughs> well of spending of, of mindless <laughs> consumption, and that's the thing. It can it can really it can really go one of two ways. It, yeah. I think if we if we come, I, I worry that if we come out of it really quickly, it's going to be like you know like schoolies, mm-hmm. everyone's going to go crazy. Yeah. I think yeah. if we come out of it slowly and mindfully, then people will say, you know what, I. I went without a new pair of shoes for six months. You know, I'm really going to think about that before I go and buy six pairs at the Christmas sales just because they're half price. Getting back to you, Melissa, uh, in terms of, so you're not wearing your ball skirts to work at the moment. What does your working from home wardrobe look like at the moment? Well, it, it really varies on uh, depending on my mood. Uh, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely adopting the uh, the demarcation rule, and the demarcation rule is that psychologically, when we're working from home, I think it's really important to delineate between uh, rest time, exercise time, and work time, and so. I'm making sure that, uh, so my day, I usually take the dog for a walk in the morning uh, and then I come back and then sometimes I'll have breakfast and then shower, sometimes I'll shower and then have my breakfast. Um, and it's it's really important for me to change out of whatever I either exercise or take the dog or if I'm doing yoga or if I'm going for a run in the morning. If I go for a run, I have to change because I'm, you know, a sweaty mess. So <laughs> it's kind of built in that I have to get changed. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that I, I, I have found that, um, and, and this is coming from someone who works from home at least one day a week normally. And it's funny, in that environment, I would often work on a Friday in my active wear and not think twice about it. But I think there's a difference between novelty of a day at home a week yeah. Even if it's a even if it's routine, it's still only twenty percent of my work week. Whereas now that it's a hundred percent, I found that it's it's really important to make that distinction. So I'm I'm changing it up uh, depending on what I've got on, depending on who I'm talking to. I'm not doing a bunch of zooms. I'm not doing that many video conferences. So most of my work is on the phone. Um, which is sort of like it is normally. I guess normally I'm out and about at events, like you said, and I'm out and about mm. having coffees with with people. So for me, it's not so much uh, the dress that's changed the most. I'm not really wearing any makeup. That's probably the biggest change for me. Um, yeah. And are the- you on? Are you are? Are you on a bra holiday? To use your words. Oh God, no, 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 <laughs> no, no bra holidays. No, I, 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 I um. Look, I've, I've been a, a soft cup convert for a couple of years now. I actually wrote a whole article about it uh, last year. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very, very happy. I, I don't I don't feel like working at home is a licence to not wear a bra, um, yeah. which is – I just find I, – I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm – you know, I don't have, you know, a really, really big bust and – and I just, I would just find that really uncomfortable or we, a bit weird. But um, yeah. you know, each to their own. Each to their own. Um, <laughs> I know some people, you know, it's it's their thing. That's fine. Um, for me, it's it's for most, it's just a comfort thing. But um, no, I also believe in wearing shoes. Um, I'm actually working uh, on a piece where I will be writing a piece. I haven't written it yet. Um, yeah. 
looking at the power of very small fashion rituals and from a personal point of view one of the things that I really thought could make a difference to my ability to get into work mode it wasn't necessarily putting on a jacket because as I wrote this weekend just gone um Oh, no, sneak preview, it's coming out this weekend. Uh, that's <laughs> um, all right. This will be published next I, week. So I, well, right. well um, so <laughs> I, um, I wrote a piece about uh, how, you know, I, I tried to do that whole, you know, um, a, lot of, a lot of the time my, my work uniform is uh, a blazer, a T-shirt, and either, you know, pants, jeans, pleated skirt, what have you. Um, and I yeah. thought a couple of Fridays ago that, I was going to finish the week. It was my first week doing the full working from home and I was finding it was quite an emotional roller coaster. And I thought Friday I'm going to I'm going to put on my red Effie Cats blazer and I'm going to rock it and you know and and this is no disrespect to Effie because she made the jacket for me. It fits like a glove, but yeah. putting it on in this environment it just felt disingenuous and I felt yeah. weird. And I felt like it was crawling all over me and my, like I just, I had to get it off. And so, yeah. um, so for me, it's not necessarily about maintaining that kind of corporate thing, but for me, wearing shoes is something that every day I'm trying to do. So, I mean, today I'm wearing like some nice leather trainers, but I find that, you know, making sure that I have shoes on is just a small thing that I can do that tells my brain that it's, that it's. Time, time to work yeah yeah um but you know today I'm wearing my 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 best friend beautiful woman she got me a an a vintage uh Japanese um it's not a kimono it's like a kimono like a daytime kimono um yeah. so I'm wearing that over a, a long sleeve t-shirt um from Citizen Wolf um who do great made to measure t-shirts and my trusty Camilla and Mark jeans and you know i'm comfortable i've cooked a soup at lunchtime i've smashed out a couple of stories i've done a bunch of interviews uh and you know i feel i feel comfortable but i also feel that if any of the people i interviewed today showed up at my front door i wouldn't feel embarrassed i think more than anything and whether whether it comes to how you're dressing how much exercise you're doing uh, you know, how how much, you know, food you're ordering in. I think everyone just needs to be a little bit um, forgiving of themselves and kind to themselves. Like I was, you know, not that, I mean, I'm, I'm great at giving advice. I'm not always great at following it. But yesterday I found I was getting a bit edgy because I hadn't done any exercise all day and I thought, you know, just like get over it. It's fine. It's one day. Like it's one day and you're living in this extraordinary yeah. situation um and I mean I ended up going for a run um that's that's the punchline but um <laughs> but I think you know it's we we all owe it to ourselves so if you do have that day where you know you do want to just wear the leggings or you do just want to wear you know the joggers or you know whatever it is if, if dressing well makes you feel good in this time then do it if wearing your ball skirt and going on zoom with your friends on Saturday night for a laugh makes you feel good do it and I encourage that actually we we did a fancy dress party the other night for my friend's birthday um you know I think you know it's a great time to shop your wardrobe it's a great time to think about um you know the pieces that you have that every time you put them on make you feel really good 
and yeah. you know you know have a dress up session I know you've been in newspapers for a very long time but um you started off in fashion magazines and started off in, as a stylist mm-hmm. um are you how are you getting your creative outlet given that you you can't put your fun outfits together for events right now are you Oh, that's a good question. I think I'm channeling a lot of it into my food. Um, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 you know, treating myself to a bunch of flowers for my, uh, for my dining table, which is where I'm working. I'm, yeah. uh, you know, looking at things that I might be able to get, you know, little things that I can get from my house. I mean, I think like a lot of people, you know, we, we don't know what tomorrow will bring in terms of, um, you know, our you know, financial situation and, and while for the moment, you know, my partner and I are both, both you know, in work and everything's kind of okay, um, you know, it's not really the time to be extravagant. But, you know, it's also fine if you, you know, see a really cute set of coasters or something that you want to buy for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, in terms of getting sort of creativity, um, look, I think it's like the, it's, it's, the, it's the small things. It's the... You know, I think sometimes we we don't take a fashion risk because we do fall into the, you know, oh, will I look silly? What will people think realm? But, yes. you know. And people expect you to look a certain way yeah, but, and, and there's that pressure there. But at the moment, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think there's a lot less pressure. No one needs to see you if you don't want them to see you. Um, but, you know, I certainly think you can still find little outlets of creativity you know and it might be something as simple as you know oh I've never considered wearing a t-shirt over this roll neck before I might give that a crack you know and like (laughs) here I am today you know I'm in my Japanese robe which I've never worn because I only got it yesterday and and you know in a long sleeve t-shirt but I'm already sort of thinking to myself you know how else could I wear this could I belt this with my you know favorite you know Gucci belt that I bought in Florence a few years ago and you know I'll put that on and I'll think of being in Florence and I'll think about going to Florence again you know I think a lot at at the at the moment a lot of us need to dream because you know whether we dream about travel whether we dream about fashion and the events that we want to have when this is all over I think dreaming you know is really part of what will get us through and I think fashion can can definitely be part of that dream and part of that fantasy. Thank you so Thank much you. for talking to me today. I really appreciate your time. And um, thanks very much, Marilyn.